Hello and welcome to the VanCast. I'm your host, Graham Eels, and today we're with Emma. How are you doing, Emma? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you doing? Pretty damn good. What did you get up to today? Uh, not too much. I finished my um, exams and my thesis on Friday, so kind of just chilled today. Went to the gym, went for a walk. Not too much. I must feel pretty good finishing off with school. Oh, yeah, especially because it's, like, it's come to the end of, like, my four years. So it was my last, like, exam season ever. What was your thesis on? Um, It was looking at the factors that predict sugar intake in pregnant women in Canada. That is very complex. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's an interesting area because, like, there's all these different, um, like, health conditions that can occur when people, when pregnant women consume really high amounts of sugar, like gestational diabetes or preeclampsia, which is um, a but, um, like, it's not being studied very much in Canada or, like, just at all. So it was interesting to be a part of research that, like, it's, like, new findings are coming out of. Yeah, the, the big sugar companies seem to have a big push when it comes to what's being investigated because there was that whole issue with fat and everyone's like, fats, you don't want fat, like you shouldn't have fat. And then you have all these low fat um, uh, like things that they sell, low fat products, and then they just replace it with sugar. And it's like, well, sugar isn't that good for you either. Exactly. And I think like a huge thing that comes down to it is I think a lot of people think with like weight loss or fitness in general is that it's like one like it's an easy fix like it's okay um I gotta go keto or I gotta go gluten-free or I gotta cut out fat um and I think a lot of people think it's an easy fix and even with like in terms of like fitness and lifting I was talking to one of the trainers at the gym I go to and he was saying like everyone thinks it's like this easy thing and does everything but what they're supposed to like if you want to make fitness gains it's going to be difficult you're going to have to do squats you're going to have to do like bench press you can't just do like I don't know these like random exercises I think a big factor is like you say I'm a kid and I want to get fit I I go on YouTube and I see like six pack in a week you know like cut 30 pounds in two weeks and you have all these like guys or girls that are just jacked and they're telling you all this stuff that is pretty much nonsense because they want you to they want you to follow their videos and 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 in real life when it comes to a diet or a workout plan it's something that you have to do the whole year 365 days you have to be able to sustain it because even if you can lose weight quickly in the long run you're just going to gain it back if you can't sustain the sort of lifestyle Exactly. And then a lot of people like they gain all back and then they gain more after because they've, you know, they think, okay, to lose weight, I have to go like I have to eat 1200 calories a day and do like insane amount of cardio. And then they just end up lowering their metabolic rate. So when they do end up eating normally again, and not a toddler's requirement for food, because 1200 calories is the amount for a toddler 
they end up gaining it all back and then some. Yeah, my, uh, I think it's basal metabolic rate, um, yeah. is like 2,000 calories. So it's like my body would be eating itself at that point to survive. And it's just, it's, it's, it's silly because people, a lot of people look at like, oh, calories, oh, um, pounds, and they need to look at like, what are those calories? And maybe I'm gaining weight, but I'm losing fat, you know? Like there's all these different aspects and I, and I really don't like how everyone just has to look at the scale and be like, Oh, numbers going down. That's good because you, you want to lose body fat. You may not actually lose pounds. If you know, you can, you can do things in a way where you can actually slowly, slowly, maybe burn down some fat and gain some muscle. Right. Oh yeah. And exactly. And I think that's a really good approach to take. Um, because it's almost like you're taking like an investment, you know, like you're going to be when you're weight training, you're adding on muscle rather than just like spending hours doing cardio. So with weight training and adding on muscle, you're going to be increasing your BMR. So your basal metabolic rate. So then you're going to be burning more calories. Yeah, I saw this like I was on Facebook the other day, which I don't do very often. And I was like scrolling through random videos. And one video was saying like, lifting weights for women is not necessarily going to make you lose weight and then they had all these like factors and they neglected to say that well when your body has more muscle you're burning more calories just naturally from having more muscle and it's like yeah you know maybe your heart rate isn't getting very high and maybe you're not burning a bunch of calories from lifting weights but the added muscle over time your body's going to use more calories just to fuel itself Exactly. And I think like another thing, like a lot of people, I wish would look at too, in terms of weight training is that it makes like daily activities, like it sounds really simple, but it makes daily activities like easier. Like, you know, you go grocery shopping, and now you can like lift all the bags in. you go for a walk and you feel better. Um, you're like you walk uphill, your legs feel stronger. So I think a lot of people forget to look at that too. It's it's very true. Like, uh, for example, if you're squatting 270 pounds or 300 pounds, carrying a backpack on your shoulders becomes nothing for your legs. But when your legs have only carried your own body weight, it gets tired. You know, it's it's like anything. Like, the more you adapt something to a certain situation, the easier it gets. And going to the gym, lifting a lot of weight means that your daily activities are a lot easier for your body to deal with. Therefore, you don't get as tired. And in the long run, it's probably better for your muscles. And I think like another interesting point that I think a lot of people don't talk about enough, um, like my opinion, is that I think there's like an interesting dynamic between like males and females. I think for girls, like there's this pressure to get lean. But for guys, it's like this pressure to like not only get lean, but to also like get big. Yeah. And and what's funny is girls naturally have a higher body fat percentage than men. Um, mm-hmm. A healthier body fat percentage too. Um, so you'll so it's kind of opposite that way. And and guys, yeah, guys really want to get like big. They want to be like alpha male, right? Like I can beat up everyone else and all the girls want me because I can defend them, you know? And and the girls are like, oh, I want to be like this skinny girl from like the movies and the 80s. But 
what's really funny is when you actually talk to the guys and girls, the girls are like, I don't want this cloud of a man that like, I want someone that looks healthy, but I don't want him to look like these gross bodybuilders with veins popping out and like their biceps the size of my head. And then when you talk to the guys, they're like, I don't want a skinny girl. I want like a kind of fit girl that, you know, like has like muscles and is healthy. So it's, I think it has a, a lot to do with just maybe like social media or like movies or culture for why people think they need that. I completely agree with you on that, that I think a lot of it has to do with like social media and what people see. Um, I know. And from my experience, I think this is the most hilarious thing, but like usually the biggest guys in the gym are like the nicest. That's from my experience. Like yeah, they're like yeah. the most like helpful, like willing to give a spot. Um, and it's, like, kind of, like, the guys who are just, like, not the most fit who are seem, like, the most judgmental in a way. Well, yeah, I think um, the bigger guys are, you know, they've done it for a while and they're, they, they're confident in, in themselves because, you know, they're big. And I think the younger guys are a little bit like, oh, I wish I was the bigger guy. And they're just kind of like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of weird that way. Um, and it's funny because some of the big guys, I know some big guys that are on roids and they're still nice guys, you know, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to this like supposed road, ro- roid rage. But back to the back to the social media point, um, I actually one time I was looking up like uh, on 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 Google, they have pictures of like what the Instagram model actually looks like and then what she looks like after all the editing she did in her photo. Right. Mm-hmm. And some of these photos, it's like night and day. It's like two different people because they like digitally edit their stomach, their chins. They'll move it over. They'll put a tan in. So it makes a really unrealistic, um, an unrealistic goal for these younger girls or younger guys to reach because it's not even a real person. And I think like. I completely agree with you. And when it is, like, a real person, like, I saw a TikTok today of, like, they were doing, like, a photo shoot probably for, like, Gymshark or something like that, like, that kind of vibe. And, they le- and like, a girl was wearing leggings, and they had someone adjusting the leggings, like, on her butt, like, to make it look in a certain way, like, like a- constantly adjusting, and it just looks so unnatural. And it's, like, how are you portraying, like, why are you portraying this to people, well, it's like sex sells, right? Um, exactly. And when you look at Gymshark, they've made, they've started from one guy in his garage and he blew up. That company blew up to the top from basically sponsoring really attractive, fit young people. And it's not necessarily the company's fault because what they do is they find what people want. And for whatever reason, people want to see young, attractive people. They want to mimic young, attractive people. They, they want to see these unrealistic goals that no one can really achieve. And, and it kind of boggles my mind a little bit. I completely agree with you. And I think the funniest thing, do you know the bodybuilder? Like he won um, Mr. Olympia twice. Chris Bumstead? Yeah, I like adore him and Courtney. I <laughs> love his youtube i love her youtube um i just think it's the funniest thing that he's part of gymshark because he like actually works like insanely hard as and he like talks a lot about how he like would look in the mirror and he's like he's huge like i think he's close to 250 pounds and he said like he, he would look in the mirror and hated how he looked yeah it's well he's mr olympia so gymshark is gonna jump on that 
yeah because he's mr olympia and the it's it's true um like i do like him and his channel and he's really upfront about the whole thing and and people a lot of people don't talk about the side effects or the downside of being in in that shape 24 7 especially steroids like it's possible that you might have to substitute or subsidize your testosterone for the rest of your life you know that can happen and being at a low body fat percentage um is not extremely healthy for you um it's good when you're on on a show and you want to show your body off but really living i don't think you should be at low body fat percentage unless it's your job i completely agree with you and um like about a year ago before like COVID and everything, I was shadowing a sports dietitian um, who works, who does like a lot of macro coaching and works with a lot of athletes. And she was saying, you know, I think it's an interesting thing that people like, especially for women who do bikini competitions, people think, oh, they're at like their peak level of health and fitness, that they're so healthy, but they're probably one of the most unhealthy people out there because a lot of them they end up losing their period because of how low their body fat percentage is like they're eating 800 calories a day and how unhealthy that is and also it's very stressful um and people have been finding that stress correlates with disease and body breakdown um like and when you're stressing your body out like that in the long run it's it's just not good for you but it's something that I guess they deal with because it's they want it. You know, they're willing to take that risk. But people need to understand that it comes with serious risks and consequences. You don't just it's not all glamour. You know, you see on TV, you see the glamour, but behind the scenes it's it's tough. It's a tough life. It is, and I think it's interesting that a lot after like the competition is over, like I'm thinking like about like Stephanie Buttermore. Do you follow her on like Instagram? And I I don't use. I actually completely deleted my Instagram and Snapchat. No way. Good on you. Um, yeah. I can just give you a quick summary. She basically okay. did like, uh, she did like a bunch of bikini competitions. Um, and she was at a really lean body weight, and she had this like extreme extreme hunger. Like she did like a ten thousand calorie um cheat day by accident like you know how people do the 10,000 calorie yeah, day challenge yeah, she did it yeah. unintentionally oh like of how extreme her hunger was so she did this process called like she called it all in in what she just ate to, to satiety for like the first time she said in like years and I think she gained close to like 40 pounds and then she's like not intentionally like lost weight because she's found her like body set point all through intuitive eating that is that is so crazy like yeah from binge eating you can gain so much because like there's all like the sh the salt and the water storage and the glucose storage and then f and then it's it's actually wild so she was she she uses now she uses just intuitive eating which is for the listeners to know it's when you just kind of let your your intuition decide what you want to eat and you're not going by like a set schedule. Exactly. And it's not about like measuring calories or macros. It's like when, listening to your body when you're hungry and when you are like satisfied, when you're full and trying your best not to like reach those. 
Yeah, um, I, I kind of do. I kind of do a little bit of intuitive eating um, where the only thing I really look look at or like try to keep like focus on is my protein intake. OK, um, so like because of muscle protein synthesis, I want to have a, a good protein intake um, and I want to space it every like three to four hours because your body can only absorb so much protein at once. Um, so I try to go around 30 to 40 grams of protein every like three to four hours. But I also like I've I've done it for so long that I just kind of know when my body is like satiated and I feel full and I and I and my body just kind of tells me like Graham like chill out and you have to give your body time too. like if you just eat like for 30 minutes as much food as you can your body doesn't have enough time to understand how much you've eaten. So you want to kind of slow down while you're eating so your body can tell you, okay, you know, you can have a little more or okay, time to chill out, right? Exactly. How do you find it's working for you? Like, do you like it? Yeah. So right now, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing, I'm doing intermittent fasting. You've probably heard of it. Yeah. Um, and I'm doing a 16-8. So from 12 to 12 till 8 every day I can eat. Um, which they say it takes about 12 hours for your body to like get into the point where it's, it's burning, um, fat and producing ketone. So about four hours every day, I'm like in that state. And what I like about it is I don't have to restrict my diet too much. Like I don't have to do like a low carb or like fully keto diet. Mm -hmm. So basically at 12, like, uh, I'll have what I generally like to do is I like to cut up some potatoes like some hash brown style. Yeah. I have five eggs because that's a that's like 30 grams of protein. I have okay. two pieces of bacon because the fat uh, metabolizes slower, right? Mm -hmm. So it helps feel you more full. And the potatoes also make you really satiated um, as well. And then I'll have like one piece of bread, like half carb bread. And I find that keeps me really full. Oh, and also spinach as well. Also spinach, and then pesto and sun-dried tomatoes and pepper as my as my sauce. Because you gotta have sauce, you know. You gotta have some sauce, and uh, that's normally my meal at twelve. And then around two, three o'clock, I'll have like a protein shake, and then around four, five o'clock, I'll have like generally like two um, black bean patties and like some okay. vegetables. To get me some more protein. And then when I come home, whatever dinner is, I'll have dinner, which is normally like fish or chicken or something. Um, and I found when I go to the gym, um, I don't know why, but when I, when I fast, I find that I don't lose as much muscle when I'm lowering my calories than if I just like do other types of diets. Um, personally, I've just found that because I've tried multiple types of like cutting back on calories and when when I fast I I, I seem to re retain a lot more muscle so and I and I feel like my my strength is still going up and I'm staying around the same weight of 200 pounds but I can see my body fat is sl slow slowly lowering so that's really interesting yeah it is and um there's a lot of there's a lot of um people that do fasting a lot of bodybuilders that do fasting and and there's a lot of anecdotal evidence for for each case so I've just kind of tried to focus on myself and see what helps me because who knows what what really is the truth but 
for me personally, I find fasting the best way for me to lose a little bit of fat while working out consistently. Well, I think everyone has to find like whatever works for them. Like there's no one thing that is going to, is universally going to work for everyone. And whatever that is, like, it's just, as long as you're in a caloric deficit, then you're going to be losing weight and losing fat along with the weight training. And I think it makes sense for a lot of people to do the intermittent fasting because you can eat food in a shorter window of time. So you're not having you know, like six hours in between a meal, you can have like three hours in between a meal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, um, it's like you said, it's a really, really good point is that everyone needs to understand what works for themselves. And that's why it's like, it's kind of hard because you go on social media and you're like, oh, I got to do what this guy's doing. Like, look at his six pack or I got to do what this girl's doing. Like, look at her ass. You know, it's like, I got to do exactly, but you're, you're a different organism you're you're a different person you have different genetics you may have a faster slower metabolism you may gain muscle faster you may gain muscle slower so really the gym is a a, a way and i guess dieting or or um just nutrition in general is a way to look at yourself and see what works for you but you also need to keep keep in mind even if you can eat mcdonald's every day and not get gain fat it doesn't mean you should Exactly. And I think like a lot of people need to keep in mind like everything in moderation, like sugars in moderation, as well as like artificial sweeteners in moderation, um, fat in moderation, um, things like that. And I think one thing that I find to be interesting that I wanted to talk about too is that like lately on social media, I see a lot of people talking about like moving your body in ways that feel good um and I think I like agree with it to an extent but what is your opinion on it I well that just seems very broad like what so just like moving your ways that feel good yeah like it's it's a new like movement that started um like like with weights or just like dancing you know (laughs) (laughs) um like (laughs) Not so much, like, I can see how someone would interpret it like that (laughs) through, like, dancing, but it's more so, like, doing forms of exercise that feel, like, feel good. And I think from a lot of people who used to, you know, go on, like, the Stairmaster for 45 minutes and, like, sweat it out and then, like, do, like, a hit routine, not because they enjoyed it, but because, like, like, internally they said, like, they they have to or they should. I I think a big thing with working out is you need to enjoy it, right? So mm-hmm. if if going for a run is something that you like actually enjoy and you feel good when you're doing it, like those endorphins or whatever chemicals popping, like that's something you really enjoy, but you hate lifting weights, I'd say, okay, fine, you know, go for go for runs. You know, do what do what makes you feel good. But at the same time, it's like at the same time, you there is a little bit of like struggle that comes with working out, right? Um, and if you're someone that doesn't like having to work hard um, or struggle a little bit, then how are you gonna make progress, right? So I That's think that's exactly my opinion on it. Like I hate leg day. Like I don't like it. I don't like Bulgarian split squats. I don't like deadlifting. I don't like squatting. 
but I can't do like I prefer upper body like chest day is my favorite I can't do chest day six times a week <laughs> you'll be like hunched I, over like walking around <laughs> oh yeah that would, yeah you can't it doesn't work it doesn't work I mean I well. wish I could but you know what I mean like you have to have I think a lot of, like you have to have some level of like discipline and like like you said you have to work hard at it yeah um and as as time goes on you you it's like it's like a mindset thing you know what I mean it's like yeah you know you may like I I had points where I'm like man I really want to get my chest big so so I'm just like I want to work out chest every day like I want to get my chest as to I want to get to two plate bench as quickly as I can but once you actually kind of like look into it and you're like well doing chest every day would that even be um optimal for my chest like you need time for your chest to rest and to repair right um and and again it's just it's a really a mindset thing like you got to wrap your head around like I don't like doing legs well I'm gonna do legs twice as hard you know because just because I don't like doing it and it kind of teaches you that kind of like school it's like well I don't want to I don't want to study like fuck like screw that like I'd rather just like you know take this one class about Beyonce can I just take like six classes about Beyonce and it's like well no like in life sometimes sometimes you have to take the calculus or the marketing class that you don't like to but your overall goal is what you're striving for like that degree or that body that you want to see yourself in or that being a 50 year old woman or man that's healthy and like doesn't have any health issues right so like I think a big part of life and a, and a big part of working out is really really struggling um, so that in the future you're um you're better right it's, it's investing in your future exactly and I think like I still think there is like a really gray line between where are you achieving goals and when is it like considered like disordered eating and like an eating disorder because like you said I think you know with achieving goals like maybe that might be like doing leg day or it might be you know eating a certain amount like 175 grams of protein a day because you want to achieve those goals and you know like you want to be achieving goals but I think for some people it becomes like a, to a point where there's like guilt and shame and this like preoccupation with food and working out yeah um and it's funny because I in my psychology test that I took there was a new disorder in the personality disorder and it's called binge eating disorder um which there's a lot of bodybuilders that have this disorder where they're on their like cutting for so long perfect macros blah 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 and then they get to a point where they they can like eat because it's after their show or whatever and they literally get like an issue with binge eating where they'll just eat like insane amount of calories in like one day and it's disgusting when you see what they do and and then when they come out of bodybuilding, they, it's still there with them. They still have this binge eating disorder. I think it's a lot more common than people think. Like, it's quite common in, like, the fitness industry as well as, like, people. Like, this is, like, clinically speaking, like, people who are overweight and obese. Like, you know, a lot of people who, like, sign up for, like, bariatric surgeries, like, weight loss surgeries, 
struggle with binge eating. And I think it's a lot of like, it's something that I think a lot of people don't know about and isn't talked about enough. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really not. And I think a large part of that is just everyone looks at the glamour. They look at what's great. They don't want to hear about the side effects and all the struggles that people have that come with it, come with it. Right. They just want to know, well, especially on social media, they just want to know, well, I'm perfect. I have a perfect body. It's easy. I do. I barely have to do anything. And this, this is the life, but with everything, there will come side effects and consequences. And especially uh, like, like having like bulimia or whatever, or like puking up what you eat, like those sorts of things, it, it affects a lot of people because they look on their phone and they see these unrealistic expectations and they get sad and they're like, man, why can't I be that skinny even though the videos or the photo is completely edited and not even real? But why can't I be that skinny? And then and then they, they go on a diet and they're still not that skinny. And then they puke out their food and they're still not that skinny. And and I think a big lesson to be learned is who gives a shit about this other person, you know? Think about yourself. Like, what's something realistic and healthy for me? Like, I may never look like Chris Bumstead, all right? Like, I have to accept that. You know, even if I worked out as much as him, I probably would not look like him because he's got great genetics. He's been, he's a freaking beast, you know, and his it's genetics like. genetics are insane. Like he posted a photo or I think his sister posted a photo of him when he was like 19 or like 21 when he did his first bodybuilding competition. And I was just like in shock. Yeah, it's like. It's like, it's just, so unfair. <laughs> And you got to understand that that's, that's life, right? And you're, so you need to look at yourself, like look at yourself a year ago, look at yourself a couple months ago and look at your, your own progress. Um, Because looking at, looking, thinking you're going to become Chris Bumstead is just unrealistic. Sorry, I had to, I had to say it for most of you kids out there. It's, it's unrealistic most likely you can strive to be mr olympia but you can't strive to be chris bumstead exactly i think that's a really good perspective to have so back to nutrition let's talk about you for a second when you are like cooking up your meals and stuff because i know you like to work out as well what are some things that you uh think about when you're when you're making food or thinking of meals you're gonna have um I think for me so right now I've gone back into the gym um so like most people's goals at the gym my goals are to put on muscle and to um decrease body fat so I call it shredding season just as like a little joke but um right now I'm prioritizing like protein and obviously so since that fat contributes more um calories per gram than carbs and protein just like my macros unintentionally are like lower fat higher protein and higher carbs so cooking wise um it's a lot like just kind of like simple things like chicken a lot of salads um but I think a lot of people I think it's an important thing to perspective to keep into perspective though like as long as like you're in a caloric deficit you can kind of really eat whatever you want in a way like if you want to choose and have 
like two things at McDonald's or like have like a really caloric drink at Starbucks, like a 400 calorie Frappuccino, you can do that and still lose weight as long as you're still in that caloric deficit. Like you don't need to only eat chicken, rice and broccoli to lose weight. I mean, it will help with muscle growth, but you can eat more than that. But you do, you do got to remember the moderation. You still got to remember Like, yes, I totally agree. Like, you can have like that McDonald's thing like once, you know, once in a while. I wouldn't recommend doing it every day, but you can like switch up something that you enjoy to eat like a chocolate chip cookie or or the Starbucks drink. Um because at the end of the day, calories in, calories out, right? If you're burning more calories than you're eating, you're going to you're going to lose some weight. Um and especially if you're not trying to be in like bodybuilding, there's no reason to just have chicken and bland chicken and rice and vegetables every meal. Exactly. And I think for like myself, I think one thing that's like really helped me with um, like reaching goals is that like I'll occasionally weigh myself, but I think like prioritizing like strength goals and like saying like, wow, okay, I hit like a PR today that's been really helpful for me rather than focusing so much on the scale. Yeah, I totally agree. And because the scale um, is very misleading um, because it can go up and down, fluctuate quite a lot depending on what you're eating that day. Um, So personally for me, I don't really care much about what I weigh. The only thing I really look at like right now is like my body fat percentage, right? So like, How are you measuring that? The Arbutus Club has this really advanced um, body mat, body fat percentage scale, and it does like bone mass, everything. Okay, um, yeah. So I do it once a month because I don't want to get obsessed with it, right? So mm-hmm. I and like the last time I did it, I was like eighteen percent, and my goal is by like the end of June, I want to be like under seventeen percent like 16.5 something like that um and but you again you don't want to obsess about it um because like i i had one of my friends adam on the podcast on earliest thomas and he was he was talking about how he um he just got obsessed with that number and next thing you know he's lost 20 pounds but he lost a shit ton of muscle and strength as well because all he was focusing on was that was that number and getting it down as quick as possible. And especially when you're in the gym, you you wanna you wanna reduce it as slow as possible because you wanna maintain strength and muscle mass. Exactly. And I think it's like a really slippery slope. Like I remember this so vividly. I don't know why, but like when I started to get really into fitness and like nutrition, I was in grade 10 and like I was using like my fitness pal you know tracking eating the ridiculous like 1400 calories a day I probably should have been eating a lot more in hindsight but like I remember my friends and I had like this thing where we're all going to go out I think to like Earl's or Milestones like one of those restaurants and I remember looking beforehand and seeing what options I could get and just like being so upset and not wanting to go because I remember like I had already eaten like a certain amount of calories that whatever I had gotten like all the other options were like would have put me like above my calorie like range for that day and I almost didn't want to go and I was so upset going 
Yeah, that that's when it gets a little bit unhealthy, in my opinion, um, is when it because and like like I said, unless you're trying to become like it's your job and you're trying to be in a like Mr. Mrs. Olympia or, or whatever, you, you need to realize that like part of life is having fun and, and eating things that you maybe shouldn't be eating. And as long as majority of the time you're eating healthy. That's why you eat healthy majority of the time. So when you see your friends, friends, you can have a drink, you can have a burger, you can relax, right? Like you don't want to turn fifty year old, fifty years old, and be like, man, I, I've never had a donut. Like I've never had a burger. Like, what am I doing? You know, you need to enjoy those parts of your life. Maybe like weekly, maybe like every couple of days. Like for a lot of people, it's really helpful. So that like that time, like. Like, I remember this also, like, really clearly is that I hadn't, for a while, I think it was, like, a couple years ago, I hadn't had, like, sweets in a really long time. And at something, there was, like, Oreos. And I remember I ate eight at one time, and I was, like, I was embarrassed. <laughs> I was, like, why the fuck did I just eat eight, air, eight Oreos? Like, that's fucking embarrassing. And, like, I don't even really like Oreos. And it was just, like, <laughs> when you... <laughs> I think you know, it's a really slippery slope, and I think when people... Um, like restrict and restrict. I know. I don't know why. I, ate. I don't even um, like Oreos. <laughs> I don't. They weren't even like the double stuffed ones, so they weren't very good. Um, oh my god, I can relate. So I think. <laughs> have you uh, done something similar? Well, it's well, it's when you're when you're holding back, right, for so long. Especially sugar is something that like it's like a low key drug. Like for me, it was it's like chips. It's like okay, yeah. It's like I get a I get one bite of chips, and the next next thing you know, the entire bag is gone, right? And <laughs> it's just like it's because I I hold back too much sometimes, and then you get a whiff of it, and you and you go crazy. And the healthy thing for me to do is probably just like have a small bag of chips once in a while, you know, and then I won't exactly. like devour an entire bag of chips. And then also sometimes if there's alcohol involved. I just I just eat everything, right? It's just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just the guy standing in the corner at the party, like munching on the Doritos, <laughs> holding the bowl of chips, holding the bowl of Doritos. Yeah. Some cute girl comes over, and I'm like, "No, they're mine. <laughs> they're my Doritos." <laughs> um, I can definitely relate. I think one time, like, there was like a party size bag, and I just like drank, and I just like. I think most of it was like I ate most of it and I was just in shock afterwards. I just didn't understand how I did, but I did. And but the nice thing is like because you're balancing it out through other activities in your life, you don't have to be worried too much about it. You can just think and be like, you know what, maybe I'm not going to do that next time. Right. Exactly. It's it's a learning curve. It really is a learning curve. Um, so also you're working out. So. What sort of routine are you doing? Like, what sort of weekly kind of routine do you do you like to do? So I'm actually getting a new routine. I'm going to be working with one of the trainers pretty soon at the gym I go to. But right now, I'm kind of just doing, like, the standard. Um, I do legs three times a week. Once a week, I do deadlift. And then the other two, I do squat for, like, the compound exercise. And then I'm doing, like, a, like a push-pull split. What, what kind of... Um... Um, what kind of reps, rep range are you looking at? I've been playing around with this. Like this week, I did pyramid, 
which I really liked because it allowed me to hit PRs both on my squat and my bench this week, like my bench today. But I've been playing around with like sometimes I do five and then other times I do eight. How about yeah. you? I, uh, I, I've done everything under the sun. Okay. And my favorite is the pyramid, um, especially for gaining strength. Um, because it's like it's kind of a warm-up as well right like what I don't like about like five by five is like I gotta do a big warm-up before I can just like throw on and do the five by five but when I when I do pyramid like on the bench you know I warm up you know get my chest ready warm up my shoulders a bit and I do like a plate plate 25 plate 35 two plate and then come back down to like maybe a plate 25 and then just do like a plate and like rep it out and building up to that to that like one or two rep max i don't get as injured because i've just been building up but i also can push to get that extra rep like the uh, the other day when i was squatting um i did i got up did my pyramid up to like two plate and i added a 10 and i added another 10 and i was like you know what like i could probably keep going so i added a five and i added a 2.5 and i just like I could I, I got I could still push three reps. Um and I was like, okay, I'm not gonna add any more. I don't wanna like fall at the gym. Um but because I, I don't know what it is, but when you like kind of move slowly up because your muscles like adjusting, um, I find I can get a little bit higher than if I just go like plate, two plate, two plate twenty five, right? It's just so personally for me, I found I've I get the most success when I build up the pyramid to basically and every day if I can I'll throw in a 2.5. I completely agree with you. Like I really enjoy doing the pyramid style and it's allowed me to hit PRs. I don't know if it's because of like a confidence thing. Like today when I was doing bench, I'm working towards a plate. So I got 35s and I did 3 and I was like, "Okay, no, you can do more." So I added 5s and I got too and that's the most I've ever benched before so almost out of plate but I think if I was doing five by five or even what I was doing was like three by five I don't think I would have gotten it yeah for I I had a similar experience with bench and one one of the little tricks that I use if you don't have a spotter is if you kind of lift your ass off and and um like lift your hips and your ass off it kind of gives you a little more leverage to get that like extra push um so you like can kind of like spine no, so like you know you have your like uh spine curved your shoulders on yeah. your back and your ass on so yeah. when you're like struggling if you lift your ass off like off off the seat it gives you a slight bit more leverage and you can like push it out and finish it um so you okay. can kind of if you don't have a spotter, you can kind of go to that, like, almost, like, you almost get that one rep, that last rep, and then you can kind of, like, assist with lifting your ass up. So, what, what, uh, so, it, so it gives me, like, I, I don't have to, like, so, like, I don't have to, like, rest it on my chest, like, roll it down and, like, be embarrassed in the gym, right? So, I've I can really done that twice, and I, I've, like, felt so embarrassing, yeah, and both times, like, literally a guy's like run over and like picked it off and i was like i feel like humility like i feel so I, embarrassed I did, it, I did it once and it's like one of the trainers with with these two like really attractive moms and he like runs over to help me and i'm like no please <laughs> stay over there but but anyway leave me any, alone <laughs> yeah anyway i uh 
So I learned that trick so it doesn't happen anymore. Anyway, so I go to a plate 35 um, and I do three reps, right? And I yeah. And I'm just like, screw it. And I threw on two plate and I did one rep. And it's like awesome. I went from I went up 10 pounds from three reps to one rep. Um, so so you, you'll, you'll be surprised with yourself. Um, I wouldn't recommend doing it without a spotter, obviously. You know, you want to be safe. But sometimes, like, especially with legs, it's like you can do so much more than you think. You just throw it on and you're like, wait, I just, how did I do that? Like, you know what I mean? I think it's almost like a mental block. Like, it's like a confidence issue for a lot of people with legs. And I don't know why. And I think I have it with myself, like, I squat what I bench and that's not normal for a female or or anyone especially. And I think it's like a whole like confidence thing where it's like, I I'm like stuck at a weight. I I was like that for a little bit. Um, I was like benching and squatting two plates. Um, But in my defense, it was because I was focusing on benching and I was like, I was squatting like twice a week and benching three times a week. So um, and then the skiing season came and I just stopped squatting because I was skiing like, right. And it's like, you can't, you can't squat and then do a, do like three days in Whistler. It just doesn't work. Like you, your legs are too It'd be awful. Yeah, it's awful. So I just packed it in, but because I was skiing, my muscle maintained. So that was okay. good. I, I didn't lose too much muscle. Um, but then I just like hopped back on and I quickly, my legs started getting stronger. So Honestly, it's like it's not that big of a deal, but obviously you want your legs to be stronger than your chest generally. Well, it's just like where the most amount of like muscle is and like for females, like their strength is more like lower, like bottom down and males are more like top, right? That's very true. And the legs, like especially the um the quad is one of the easiest muscles on the body to gain mass. Um so and it looks it looks kind of good to have have nice legs. For females and guys, I think. That is true. I don't know many girls who want a guy with chicken legs, so. Yeah, and there's a lot of guys that are, like, massive upper body and, like, chicken legs. Well, isn't it, like, for guys, they want the whole, like, I forget what it's called, but it's, like, the, is it, like, the triangle, like, the upside-down triangle, like, what they want? Yeah, but, like, what they don't understand is, like, you need big legs to get jacked. Um, and that kind of sounds weird, but what I, what I was told is because when you have like a big leg pump, mm-hmm. your, your, the blood is going from your heart to your legs. So it's going through all your body to get to your legs. So it gives your body like a good blood flow. Um, and any, any like big guy in the gym will tell you like, you got to do legs to get big. Cause it's, it, there's just something about it where you just have that like extra oomph, you know? And also like when you're, when you're benching or when you're doing other workouts, you, you want to engage like your core and, and like, even when I'm benching, I'll, I'll, I'll like, I'll like flex my ass and my core as I push, like you want to have your whole body engaged in the push. So I find it helps with not only just doing legs. That it helps with other exercises too. Yeah, especially core. Core helps with almost every exercise. Like most exercise, you should be engaging your core. Um, it's such a such a vital part of the body. Like I don't even I don't even isolate my core. Like I don't do 
because I get from my squat and from my bench and stuff, I get I get a lot of core work. And then once once I'm a little lower body fat percentage, I'll probably start doing more hanging core because I find that is a really good way to get to get core muscles popping. Um, but generally speaking, it's like I don't really care too much about working biceps and and working core because I generally get it through my compound movements. So you don't do biceps at all on your um, pull day? I'll, I'll, I do biceps, but like right now, because I only have an hour 15 in the gym that I go to because of oh, like, no, COVID. they limited it. Yeah. yeah. Because of COVID and stuff. I focus more on my back on that day. So oh, it's that like, makes sense. so it's like, I do my back as much as I can because my biceps are still being worked for a lot of those back exercises, but my back is my number one. And then I'll do whatever time I have left I'll do for my biceps. So I'm not like completely neglecting them, but they're just not like a high priority because it's like, yeah, they, they look cool, but I'd rather have a bigger back. That makes sense. I almost wish like the gym I go to kept the, I don't know, I do and I don't kept like the time limit. Like they took it away and you can go whenever. But now I find like I take longer in between because like before I was like, okay, I have an hour 15. I have to go. Like I was like super, like I like timed everything, took like 45 seconds or a minute between like sets, but like two minutes between compound exercises. But now I feel like I'm standing too long. So I kind of missed the hour 15 window. The nice thing is because it's booking, there's less people because they book it for like space and stuff still because they're still very like COVID conscious. So you never go and there's just like, you can't use something, right? It's like, it's always limited people because they have to book. So I find, I find that kind of nice. Um, but to be honest, it's, it's like a little crappy, you know, you just gotta, I, cause normally what I like to do is I like to do a little cardio to warm up, right? Get the blood flow and then do maybe a little stretching, like just like maybe like warm up the shoulders and stuff, not nothing too crazy. And then, do my workout and then I'll do like some cardio at the end and then I'll do like actual stretching but I can't because I just don't have the time so it's like either I have to I have to like what I like what I do now is I'll just like walk to the gym as a warm-up or like bike to the gym so you get like the blood flowing and then do my workout and then once in a while I'll do a stretch at the end instead of doing some cardio or something like that so I just got to go like pick and pick and choose what I what I do exactly and don't you have your dog that you can walk to yeah but I can't walk him to the gym no like I meant like you can do cardio after yeah but I like to use it because it like it it gets the blood flowing yeah um so it reduces the injury the chance of injury because if you just like go in no blood moving it's not as good right you want to get that blood pumping because it also helps because like a whole big part of working out is having that pump right having that blood moving Um, exactly so so that's a big big thing for me um and also like talking about pump like you're talking because you were talking about earlier about how you want to kind of like listen to your body it's Mm. like I just work out until I have a massive pump you know like I have that like feeling that my bicep's gonna explode and then I'm like okay you know I I've worked this good enough (laughs) And then some days, like, I find, my, like, kind of similar to you, like, some days, like, like, especially with, like, accessory exercises, like, especially for triceps or biceps, I'll kind of go, and then, like, some days I do, like, a bunch, and then other days I do, like, two, like, just, like, two really heavy sets, like, of two different exercises, and I'm like, okay, we're done. We got yeah. there, we're done. Exactly, and sometimes I'll just be like, I'll, I'll just 
feel like shit and I'll say, okay, I need to stop. Right. It's like, sometimes you can't finish what you plan to do. It's like good having a plan, but you won't always be able to do it. You know, sometimes your body is just like, Graham, chill out. Like you've gone too hard, relax. And, and you got to listen. Exactly. I think that's a really important thing that I think a lot of people like neglect to listen to and still like push themselves and go even when they're not feeling great or when they're like tired or like extremely sore and it's like me if you listen to your body that's going to reduce your risk of injury which is going to take you out longer yeah you don't want to get injured it's basically like getting injured is like walking up a flight of stairs and then just falling backwards until you hit the bottom and then you have to then you have to heal yourself then walk up those stairs again it's just not it's not the right play um so let's let's move on to the negatives what are some negative aspects of negative aspects that can happen from being um, extreme about uh, nutrition and working out? I think there's a lot. I think there's um, like you're gonna increase your risk of injury. Like your like whole like mental like mental health and like mental state is going to decline. Um, and I think like. For a lot of people, you know, working out and going to the gym, like a lot of people who might have like struggled in their past or like use like other unhealthy coping mechanisms, use the gym as their healthy coping mechanism. And I think that's like one of the saddest things to see is that like is when people no longer see it as like they're like um their like thing to like release like hob- stress. Hobby. Hobby exactly. And, yeah. and it becomes like what they obsess about. Yeah, it's like it's that's very true. Um, as it's kind of like this podcast, like I treat it as a hobby and as something that I can have fun doing. But if I took it way too seriously, it would become like a job and it wouldn't be as fun. And I think the gym is the same thing. Like it's like you don't want to. Oh no, like I missed a day. Like you staying at home, like crying in the shower. Like oh, I can't believe it, Graham. I can't believe it. You should have been bench pressing today, you idiot. Like that's not healthy. That's not a healthy behavior. You got to understand that. Like some days you're not going to do it. Some days you'll do it. But just as long as you like are always kind of keeping the idea alive of I'm going to do my best to to get there and work out and eat healthy. Just don't beat yourself up. Like you're you're on the path, right? You're gonna you're gonna get there eventually. So this is like I hope to become a dietitian and people with eating disorders and um like anorexia and bulimia and like binge eating disorder, like those are the clients who I wanna be working with because I find this area to be really, really interesting. Yeah, and I, I think it's really an important role to have, um, which brings me on to my next question is what, what would you tell them young doves out there that are getting all these pressure from girls in school or boys in school and they want to be a certain this or that, what, what would be some advice for them about just nutrition and, and their body and their figure? I think for like nutrition, it's not as complicated as people think, I think a lot of people try to overcomplicate it and say, okay, I have to eat this amount of macro. I can only eat these foods. Like in reality, it's really quite simple for people who don't have like a medical condition who, who are not like celiac or who have IBS or, or are not on a renal diet. Like 
for most people, it's really simple. And I think another thing to know is that, um, I think this is like an important thing that I've been telling myself is that you can still love your body and it's so important to love your body, but you can still want to change it to like improve yourself and better yourself. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and this brings me on to, to another question about like, it's like you, you want to accept, accept yourself and think you're beautiful. And I totally agree with that. But at the same time, you want to be healthy and you want to encourage people to be healthy. Um, and if you're obese, it's like, obviously no one should ever make fun of you and no one should ever talk down to you. But I think it's important to try to take some steps in your life to, to become healthier. Right. And up, upon your own accord. Um, and you you should feel sexy but at the same time you should also feel healthy and there's always room to improve right exactly and like i think it's it's really sad to see like in like the literature it shows like like people who are like clinically speaking like i don't like to say the word overweight or obese but that's like our clinical medical terms for it like there's so much weight stigmatization like as like a lot of people don't like to like accept that but it is a real thing and it really it can like hinder people from losing weight people telling you you should lose weight or you're unhealthy or you're fat like a lot of the time like those comments are not a lot of the time but like the majority of the time those comments are counterproductive because for a lot of people who are at that state of having a high body fat percentage they're using food as their coping mechanism. So when they're having someone say those hurtful comments, they're just going to end up eating more food. Yeah. And especially at a young age, um, like kids are, kids are horrible and they seem to be getting even more horrible as time goes on. Um, and they will say and do horrible things, um, especially over social media. And it causes people to go down and spiral and spiral and spiral. But my message to you is fuck them fuck those haters do it not because they're telling you to do it but do it because you want to do it and you want to be healthy and then at the end you can tell them to go fuck themselves because you are healthy and you'll probably be healthier than them because they have demons too they have coping mechanisms it could be alcohol they could be puking their guts out they could be doing all these other things those those fake B words picking on you probably have just as many problems that you do. And I think, I think a lot of people have to look at the point is like, why are some people picking on others? Like deep down it's because they're insecure about themselves. And I think that's a really good message to say is that like, honestly, like who gives a shit? Like as long as you feel good in your body, like continue doing what you're doing. A hundred percent. And I think, like, I find girls to be so much more judgmental. Like, when I go to the gym, I prefer it. Like, I would never work out in the women's only section. I prefer it to be, like, me and, like, only guys. Because guys are just more focused on themselves. And I just find girls to be much more judgmental. Well, naturally, girls are more, like, gossipy and stuff. Because you can't just, like, punch a girl in the face. Like, guys are naturally more, like, physical when it comes to those things like when you're in the guy section the guys will just be like yeah like grunting like showing how strong they are right um 
and maybe in the girls section they'll be like looking at you weird or whatever um it's 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 just a different different dynamic but at this at the same time just fuck them who gives a shit who gives a shit you're doing this for you and nobody else i that's a really yeah i think that's a lot of people like forget about like in terms of like there's like so many different types of motivation and i think a lot of people forget and like get caught up in like like ex- it's called like extrinsic motivation when you're like you're doing it for for other people or you feel like it's obligated or you feel like you're doing it for reward like oh if i lose weight um i can fit into like x size or whatever and i think as long as you're like i think people need to refocus and think like like am i doing this for myself and will this make me happier exactly exactly so moving on to my last question here because we're Mm -hmm. talking about nutrition we're going to talk a little bit about food what is your favorite restaurant and meal at that restaurant this is such a hard one because i haven't like with covid i haven't eaten like at a proper restaurant or or okay takeout's fine takeout's fine this is a really hard one. Um, okay. okay, we can do just cuisine then. Your favorite cuisine. Oh, I like all except for Chinese. Um, but I would probably say my favorite right now is um, Pocorito. And I forget which bowl it is, but it's like one of them that's got like spicy and it's got spicy t- um, tuna and like a spicy seaweed salad. I really like that. I think that's going to be my number one. What about you? Oh, golly gosh. Uh, I haven't been out for a long time, but right now my my um, my go-to spot is Bin 4, the uh, burger place, and they just have like 30 burgers on their menu, and it's unreal, and you can just choose a different burger every time. Um, cause I, I'm a big fat and salty kind of guy. So for the last question, yeah. fast food, horrible for your body once in a while, what do you like to get? Um, I love like a good, like crispy chicken sandwich, French fries. Yeah. Yes. For me, I think I've got like the, the, the worst is that. When I have something salty, I need something sweet to go with. Some ice or, cream. Yeah, or like when I've had something sweet, like, okay, I've had so much sugar, I want something salty. So they always have to go together. So usually it's like something like along the I like crispy chicken, fries, and I do love ice cream, like rain or shine. Or, yes, uh, rain or shine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, last question. Um, yeah. I'm just pulling this one out of a hat here. Um, if you... What is more attractive, the football player or the soccer player when it comes to muscle? Well, it depends on what position for football. Like, like, um... Like, are we talking about, like, an offensive tackle? Or are we talking about, no, like, 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 a, like, a, like, a running back, but, like, still, like, very beefy? I would say... Sorry, it was football or which one? Soccer. Soccer? So soccer's the like more like lean, yeah. strong legs, and football's the more like typical massive beef beef person. Probably football, to be honest. What about you? 
Well, me, when it comes to girls, probably soccer. (laughs) (laughs) Probably soccer, yeah. Um, But I'm really into, like, ballet, too. Like, a dancer as well. Okay, that... For yourself? For, like, uh, my attracted to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so that concludes our podcast. Would you like to shout out your Instagram or anything? okay awesome so thanks everybody for listening and thanks for being on the podcast thanks graham ciao